Welcome to The Silent Lotus. I'm Sudithi. And I'm Suhita. We are two South Asian women who are very young and figuring out how to navigate the world. Join us on our journeys of tackling our health, self-care, and mustache hairs. A gentle reminder that we are not experts, just two young women hosting a podcast. We encourage you to seek out support from a trained health professional as needed. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Silent Lotus. Suita, what has been the highlight of your week so far? Um, so I guess there would be a few smaller things. I think I mentioned this last week where I said I was going to try to make my bed every day. Yeah. I've been doing that. That's I amazing. think I missed one day, but that was okay. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I cooked this week. I made Thai red curry Yum. and something else that I don't remember, but it was probably good. Pasta. Um, you made pasta. And I actually went, oh, I did make pasta with the <laughs> vegan sausage that was accidental. Yes. 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 Get you a friend who knows what you've cooked and you forget. <laughs> Um, and I actually went to all my classes this week and was prepared and participated. It took me until senior year to start doing that, but I'm still proud of myself. I'm proud of you. That's that's growth. Yeah. That's growth. That's awesome. <laughs> what um, about you? What was the highlight of your week? Um, I mean, just like generally in life, feeling like good and settled here, like getting into a routine with my life in Philly. Um, but like the main highlight has just been um, my roommates and hanging out with my roommates there. Uh, we're really good friends and have just been having so much fun together, which is, I mean, A, amazing within itself, but also B, optimal because pandemic, because we just have so much fun hanging out together that we organize all our own little activities and we found all these little ways to like make being at home fun so almost like several nights this week instead of just like each of us eating dinner alone which would normally happen last year um someone will always text like should we have like a picnic on the roof because in our house you can access the 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 roof through the third floor window and so we'll just like eat our dinner together and like everyone will have cooked that's their own so food. cute yeah it's like very low maintenance and like an easy thing to organize but we always just end up sitting out there for a little while chatting and it's like very nice and very relaxing um so i've been loving that um it's i love like being at home here with them so yeah i'm having that's a good so week. wholesome yeah having a good week oh okay we have some questions. I'm ex- really excited about these questions. Um, yeah, this will be a fun episode. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, um, I shall ask the first one. It, it is, if you could only keep three apps on your phone, what would they be? So this is like a hard question because I have a million apps on my phone, but then again, I probably only use a few every day, mm-hmm. and I feel like the rest are just there for boredom. Yep. So if I had to choose, I feel like I absolutely need Google Calendar because otherwise I just would forget everything all the time. And because I don't have iMessage, because I'm an Android person and everyone hates me, (laughs) I use Facebook Messenger a lot because that's more convenient for people than apparently the green bubbles. I don't get why that's such a big deal, but it is. So Messenger is really useful. And then I think I do need an app to, to cure my boredom throughout the day, so it would be Instagram. Okay. Okay. What are your three apps? Similar. Uh, Similar. I... So my first one is the app that I like. I think I talked about this last week. I like waxed lyrical. Oh, yes, you did. About my love for TickTick, the the ultimate organization app. Um, So yes, absolutely TickTick, absolutely Google Calendar. Um, And then, so that only leaves room for one. And I would say it's messages. Like I talk to my family and like most of my closest friends. I could contact you through iMessages if I wanted to. Exactly. We just don't talk through that. But I could contact anyone who I needed to through messages. I... Like, 
over the summer, while I was home mostly by myself, I found myself using social media a lot. But the reason I didn't include one on this list was because since I've been back at Penn, I truly have had actually little desire to sit there for hours and hours and scroll, which is interesting. Like, I don't want to do it to procrastinate. I don't even know what I... I mean, I definitely do procrastinate, but I'm having a hard time thinking about what I do to do that. And it's not scrolling, which is why I didn't include a social media app on here. It's weird. Like, I barely use TikTok. That's crazy. Because I think, like, my first week back, I was just, like, busy, like, seeing people, like, cleaning my room, Uh whatever. And so I realized that I hadn't used TikTok in days. And now that I'm kind of back in a routine of things and, like, I need a break between classes, I just lay in bed and I'm back to scrolling. But I don't feel like I would miss it that much if it was gone, if that makes sense. And I think it's just because, like, I'm busy. Hmm. And I have other things to do, I guess. Yeah, I I don't... This is really, I mean, making me reevaluate how I spend my days. Maybe I'm just, like, being more productive. I I don't know. Maybe that... And that's a good thing. But I feel like you still send me TikToks here and there. I I honestly have done it twice. I have I know that I have opened the app twice since I have been back since I've been back here. Instagram I'll like scroll through occasionally. Now I'm like yeah. doing some things that are like mildly Instagram worthy, but like I could live without that. So anyway, yeah, that is my answer. Um on the note of like what I guess this is kind of like a media related question. Um Yeah. Uh do you want to read it or shall I? I can read it. Okay. Um, So this is obviously a really important question. It's just asking, how do you stay informed about what's happening in the world, especially with a very important election coming up Mm -hmm. and also lots of issues like the pandemic and whatnot? Yes. Um, I have uh, two go-tos here, which I think one of which the people can guess. So the first one is just I have the New York Times news app. Um, I read that. Mm. Not as much anymore, but it it was a habit, especially peak pandemic, and for a while to just, like, wake up in the morning and, like, scroll through it a little bit, so, and I like that app and, like, how it's laid out, and, like, it's also really useful during the pandemic in terms of they keep the stats updated and stuff, and that was something I really cared about for a while. Yeah. And then, um... If I'm, like, interested in specific stories, I will listen to podcasts. I listened to a really interesting episode of The Daily on my run the other day about Breonna Taylor. Mm. Um, and that's, like, okay. uh, topical and newsworthy and stuff. Mm. So, um, yeah, those are my two main things. Yeah. Um, I heard, My roommate, when I went downstairs the other day, was listening to The Daily on, like, speaker. Mm. And I asked, like, what are you listening to? She's like, The Daily. And I was like, oh, I love NPR podcast. She goes, it's The New York Times. And yeah. I was like... <laughs> Yes, I knew that. I definitely knew that. And it was really embarrassing. But it's okay. It's fine. I was really embarrassed. Um, But yeah, so um, I get two really, really good emails every day. It's like the New York Times daily briefing, which I don't even think you need a New York Times subscription to get. I could be wrong about that. I don't think you do. Yeah, I don't think you do. Yeah. So New York Times Daily Briefing, which is, like, super thorough in my opinion. And then I also get the Skim Daily Briefing. There's always a lot of overlap between the two, so I'll just, like, skim sometimes. But there's also always, like, something new in one of them that's not in the first one. So I think Mm -hmm. it gives a really good overview of what's going on in the world Mm -hmm. if you just want something quick. And then I also just naturally see so much on social media these days. That's true. Um, But I guess, like, so the Daily, is that kind of like the New York Times Daily Briefing? Do, no. like, do they do a basic overview or do they choose specific stories? Um, it'll be, uh, 
I mean, I was about to compare it to an NPR podcast that you definitely haven't heard. Um, I was going <laughs> to say, it's like, it's like morning edition on like WNYC, but that means nothing. It's, um, they will like pick the one main story that they want to highlight. And sometimes it's not oh, like, okay. sometimes it's not like breaking news. It's just like something mm-hmm. that has been in the news cycle and they want to delve more deeply into, like Brianna Taylor. Um, okay. And then at the, they'll do that and it's about like 20 to 25 minutes long. And then at the end, they'll, and then he always goes like, here's what else you need to know today. And then he'll like mm. give you like quick little snippets of the other main highlights. Um, so okay. if you have like, I don't listen to it, like, every day religiously. It's just, like, sometimes they do really interesting deep dives into stories. And it's also easier to listen than it is to read for me. Okay, yeah. Because I was wondering if there are any podcasts that are popular that, like, essentially do the same job as reading the New York Times Daily Briefing or the Skim. So, like, for example, I could listen to it in the shower while I'm getting ready. Yeah, you could. Because right now my routine is, like, get ready, get my coffee, and then I always have, like, 10 to 15 minutes before my first class of the day starts. So then I sit down and I read those emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess, like, for people who want to save time, maybe there's a podcast to do that. I feel like that'd be interesting. You could listen to the daily. Oh, wait, there is – oh, there totally is one. Um, Oh, God, what's it called? It's an NPR one. It's literally 10 minutes long. With the entire point. I feel like I know exactly what you're talking about. It's, what is it called? I will link it in the show notes. Let's, yeah, we'll figure it out later and link it in the show yes, notes. That's a good one. But that should be a helpful. I feel like if you do any one of these things, you can definitely help yourself stay super updated about what's going on. Indeed. Which is really important. Um, okay. Exactly. So, this next one, I'm excited to unpack this with you. Uh, the question yeah. is, how do you handle rejection in personal relationships? This is like there's so, so that's many like a fac- big question. Yeah, there's so many facets to this also, like mm-hmm. because personal relationships could be like family, it could mm-hmm. be friendships, it could be romantically. Uh huh. I feel like we should break each Lots one down individually. Avenues. Yeah. Is there one you want to start with? Does that make sense to yeah. start with one? Mm, I think. Okay. I think people. I, my mind instinctively went to romantic relationships first. Um, okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, people just talk, use, people, that's like a word that is used when people talk about romantic relationships. Definitely, definitely. Um, so that's why my mind went there. Um, Did you ever watch Zoe 101 growing up? A little bit. There's an episode where Logan, who's like the really douchey, like, rich kid friend, Mm -hmm. hires the three girls in the show to be his personal cheerleaders for the day. Or like he wins some auction and so they have to do it. And so to get out of doing it, they start cheering for all the bad things that happen to him. So there's this song where they're like, R-E-J-E-C-T-E-D, rejected. And he gets rejected by a girl. And so this is what my mind always goes back to when I hear the word rejected, especially in the term of romantic relationships. Poor thing. Well, I mean. Yeah, he deserved it. (laughs) In this childhood show of mine, he deserved it. I... I think that by and large, the answer to rejection in romantic relationships, if you're like somebody who is dating around, it depends on kind of the gravity of the rejection and like, you know, but it, by and large, if, if you reach that kind of a point, it probably wasn't meant to be. And like, that's probably not what people want to hear. And that's probably like the biggest cliche ever. And, but I still stand by it. Like you, that is, if you choose to you know do dating culture and if you like buy into that then there's like the positives and the negatives that you have to buy into and you Mm -hmm. I think 
I'm saying this from the perspective of we come from a culture where not everyone dates and they have like a different approach to finding life yeah. partners. And so what's different about buying into dating culture is that you get the benefit of like, wow, you can explore all these options um, and learn about so many different kinds of people and all of that. But then there's also sometimes you just won't click like you just. Yeah. And that's that's OK. I think it dealing with romantic rejection I think is best when you just accept it as a part of the process and unless somebody actually hurts you if it if the rejection is just because you didn't click then you just say okay well that's all right like not everybody can click that's my opinion but I feel like the problem sometimes can be that like when you get rejected you kind of internalize it oh yeah and ask all these questions like oh why don't they like me what's wrong with me what did I do wrong and you start to try to unpack all these different things but I think you're right like the reality is it's especially if you've only been on a few dates the person doesn't know you that well it's probably not as deep as you think it is yeah yeah and like this also reminds me remember like a few episodes ago we had a question about like how to reduce pressure on a first date yeah 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 do you remember that question uh-huh, uh-huh. and we talked a lot about how like just as much as you're going into the state worrying about how they're going to perceive you you also need to be worrying about like how you're going to perceive them mm-hmm. and if you think about it like just like you were saying like you won't click with everyone in the same way yeah. as friendships like there's not all these from people in the world. They might be a perfectly good person, but there's a reason not everyone's your best friend. Mm-hmm. And so if you apply that logic to dating, not everyone's going to click romantically. And that might not be a reflection of you. It might just be two, vi- two great people who just don't fit together. Yeah. It's like puzzle pieces. Yeah, Every puzzle piece is great, but not all of them fit together. Mm-hmm. I also, I think what, like, it's an interesting point you made there. That made me think about how, like, it is, I think with romantic relationships, it feels like the, the romance aspect of it makes mm. it feel like there is more to lose. And uh, in my yeah. opinion, whereas with friendship rejections, I think there is definitely a tendency, what I've seen and through my own personal experience and what I've just seen other people do is that like, you don't think that there's as much to lose. So you kind of just like dive in with fewer inhibitions. And then I think friendship like you'll, I think with a friend, you can pretty easily detect in the beginning if you get along and mm-hmm. it feels like there's less to lose because it's just a friend. Everyone, you know, everyone is a friend in some ways. I think most people who are even who are like your family and your partner, like acquaintances. Stuff, yeah. Like a lot of people take the role of a friend in your life. And so a sure. new friendship, I think, feels lower stakes. And um, I have I have ever I have yet to experience a situation where. I got to a certain point with a friend and then we were like, oh, we actually don't vibe anymore because I think friendships also just move at, like, a different pace. Um, and I think it's also easier to, for, for them to kind of naturally distance and fall apart without there yeah. having to be some sort of, like, yeah. confrontation. Yeah. Friend breakups are different, but I also yes. feel like that's different than a rejection. I totally, yeah, I Like, agree. that's, like, a different story, different question, I in my agree. opinion. I agree. Um, and then I feel like relationships are much more cut and dry like it's either you're together or you're not or like you're seeing this person or you're going to get rejected yeah like either it's going to keep going or you're going to get rejected or you'll reject the other person it's not Mm -hmm. it's just much more cut and dry yeah romantic relationships cannot operate in this like nebulous we sort of like each each other kind of space like I guess they could but that doesn't really happen people are like oh I like you Mm -hmm. and you are worth my time or oh I don't like you and you are not worth my time whereas with friends I think a lot of people sit in this nebulous acquaintance eh, yeah. I see you sometimes and eh, we are this type of friend or we are that type of friend and so mm-hmm. I the rejection 
doesn't really happen there, in my opinion. Unless you, re- like you said, yeah. reach, like, a certain, certain point, have a fight, fall out, and then it ends. Yeah. Um, and then what was the last category? Family. Yeah. Because I guess, like, mean? when I think about, like, rejection in family matters, I feel like part of it could be, like, for example, if you're being rejected for, like, some life choice that you've made or, like, oh. some aspect of who you are. Okay. Or, like, another way to look at it could be just not being accepted by your family could very ah. much feel like a rejection. Okay, interesting um, thought. Which I think definitely happens for people in our generation who have like very traditional or like cultural families. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice? Uh, and I think that happens across different cultures. Yes, totally. I guess like, like I in the ideal world, like the hope is that eventually your family will learn to accept you out of love, and it. I think that might just take time. It might take a lot of work and communication if your family functions like that. And of course, there are the sadder cases where like they've made up their mind. It's never going to happen. So maybe there's a way for you to exist peacefully. Like, Of course, it's mm-hmm. not ideal, but if it comes to it and you want to keep your family in your life, maybe you're going to have to just kind of close off one area of your life that they don't approve of and be a different person around them to keep them in your life. Mm-hmm. If you get to a point where you realize, you know what? I need to be who I am regardless of whether or not they accept it, then you move on. You do your own thing and kind of, if you come to the understanding that they're never going to change. And I just, I think the problem is like knowing where the line is. Hmm. Like knowing whether or not these people are going to change. Because they're your family. Like technically they're always in your life in some way or another. It's not the same as a romantic relationship or a friendship where you can actually cut people out. Hmm. Interesting. But I also feel like this is, I'm hoping this isn't as common as a problem of like dating rejection. Yes. This is, this is much more deep. Yes, absolutely. I, I honestly, I wasn't entirely sure what you meant by family, rejections and family. Mm-hmm. I think my mind went to like, I don't know, situations of like, this isn't really rejection. I was thinking of like the very particular scenario where you've like fallen out of touch with or there has been like some sort of breakage oh. of a family relationship and then you're trying to reconnect and they're like, no, I don't want to reconnect. That's what I thought of when I was, but that, that it doesn't really make any sense. But I guess in that case, why would they be not wanting to reconnect? Because they're like, because everything like family drama. In, yeah, or like, yeah, okay. like stuff that's happening. That's a, definitely time. another way that I could see it. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. hmm. That question, I think, reconnecting with a family member, I think that's something we touched on in a previous episode. That was just like where my mind went to. But I think perhaps this person um, is mostly asking about romantic and friendship rejections. And we, we say this all the time, all the time, um, know your worth and that, that you bring value. That's exactly what yeah. I was thinking know and where your, I was, what know, I was going to say next. <laughs> know your worth and know the value that you bring to all these relationships. And if another person doesn't value that or it, maybe it's not even as harsh of a thing of like they don't value it. It's just that that's not what they're looking for in this role that you want to potentially take on in their life. That's okay. Like the this concept of like there being a lot of fish in the sea is also kind of dicey we've touched on that but really Mm -hmm. you you will find the people that you are supposed to encounter so long as one caveat this is an important thing i want to say be attentive like be attentive Mm -hmm. to who you are what you want and what you want out of another person we've talked about this in other contexts also and i think so long as you pay attention um Yes, there might be rejection along the way, but eventually you will be able to navigate yourself towards the people who you are supposed to be with. Does that make sense? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pay attention and like, know your worth. Yeah. And, like, on top of knowing your worth, also just appreciating the people that are there Mm -hmm. in your life and who have been there I think really helps you to face that rejection because it's this mindset of like this person doesn't value me enough but that's fine because I have people that do I don't need them and I think that's a very very important mindset to get to Mm -hmm. for any any type of rejection whatsoever that's true um also another thing I want to add before I think we can before we wrap this up I will say Mm -hmm. that like if you find yourself I think it is perhaps common at our age or like slightly older um to feel like you are trapped in a cycle of rejection perhaps with like let's say I mean dating and friendship right like dating yeah you can be dating around and you can be experiencing a lot of rejection also it's possible that like you're a young adult you're trying to make new friends in a new city and that's just not working out for you you know um it can I think singular rejection is one thing you can like you know hype yourself up and be like oh that was just like one bad experience and like whatever we're moving on I think when rejection starts to feel cyclical and then like a like a like something that you're trapped in that can be really tough and in those situations I would like encourage people like I said to like pay attention like step back and think about what is this type of person or what is this type of connection that you continuously seek out that is not working out for you because you are it's like that what's that quote what do you mean by that like if you for example let's say you like with dating let's say you are the kind of person who dates like the same type of let's say it's a girl wants to date a guy you are seeking out the same kind of guy over and over again same kind of like personal qualities and like i'm not talking about like oh i'm meeting like tall blonde men who love to study finance like no like i'm i'm (laughs) talking so specific but okay well like I think but I see, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think I don't mean type in like a super superficial external characteristics way. I mean type in like a personal qualities kind of way, like how those people are, how they communicate, and how they treat you, and how they treat you. If you are continuously seeking out the same type because you think that's what you need, and you are continuously getting rejected, and those things are continuously not working out. I think it is safe to say that you are probably doing something wrong and that you should step back and evaluate, A, why are those things going wrong? And B, why do you think that's what you're looking for? And based on if all of that... it's not working out. Yeah, and based on all of that, what do you actually need from another person? And I, I can definitely say that this makes a huge difference. Once you stop thinking about what you think you would want and you think about what you based on your experiences you defined what you actually want it i think that that will really help people stuck in a cycle of rejection your your yeah. face <laughs> i'm like just shook that was like that i think that was a really really good point i i don't think i've ever thought about it that way so i feel like that'll be really helpful for anyone yes. who is currently going through that kind of issue yeah oh wow yeah, I think that applies yeah. to just, like... Yeah, everyone listened to that. That made sense. Even that was very just, logical. Like, in... I mean... Okay, we'll wrap this up soon. I'm just, like, on this train of thought now. Like, this doesn't necessarily have to be just for, like, rejection in new relationships. It can... This 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 attitude very much also applies to, like, relationships that you are currently in but not happy in. Like, why have you continuously sought out these relationships and why do you find yourself complacent in these relationships in which you are not happy you know, and, like, it's the same sort of attitude. A, remove yourself from those, and then B, think yeah. about why they were bad, and then C, move forward. 
So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think this mindset is, like, yeah. really, really, really important, especially if you're a young person and you're making all these new connections in your life. Yeah, like, it can be hard to face rejection, and it can be even harder to, like, reject others. Yes. But if it's for your own benefit and long-term well-being, you got to do it. You got to do it. And understand that they'll get over it. It'll be yes. better for both of you rather than being in a relationship you're unhappy in, whatever Absolutely. that might mean. Absolutely. Ta-da. Wonderful. I feel like we... S- Gave some good wisdom there. I felt wise yes, saying all those things. Wow. <laughs> Look at you go. Um, that was wisdom. Thank you. Thank you. Um, on the on an unrelated note. Um, yeah, it's completely unrelated. But fun. Yes, I love this question. Um, it, should I read it? Should you read it? Yeah, go ahead. I can't remember who wrote the last question. Okay. Um, this question is fall favorites slash essentials. Drinks, outfits, food. Just what do you love most in the fall? Um so cute Uh, but (laughs) I have to say that when I first read this question I thought of like the 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 trope of like a suburban girl in autumn like a suburban girl who just loves the autumn so much and talks about it as if it's like her time of rebirth and like she wears skinny jeans and like cowboy boots or like there was a combat boot phase and it's like chunky knits and the and the ug phase the ug phase the infinity scarves like Mm -hmm. long potentially curly hair and then like pumpkin spice freaking lattes like just pumpkin spice everywhere pumpkins everywhere right um i think that was definitely like such a thing when we were like teenagers be like oh my god fall um everyone dressed the same everyone around me dressed the same why did we do that and it's it's like still very much a thing like it was comfortable though sure but like in retrospect why are infinity scarves a thing I don't really understand. I actually don't like them anymore I find them really irritating I still wear a lot of scarves because I just love scarves But but the infinity scarf has to go and that is my official opinion on the matter i like a very different kind of scarf i like like a big Mm -hmm. square scarf that you can kind of just like bunch up and then you like put your coat on over it and then you're just like so warm yeah anyway exactly um my answer to this question as a not middle school suburban girl um is that my main favorite thing is that i love being cold in general so i love the feeling of being cold and then putting on a sweater um yes yeah like i mean or a blanket like a really soft throw blanket i have so many of those i don't know i mean obviously the people listening can't see like so they're wearing a dress right now but like i have decided that it is time for it to be cold so like i'm wearing a sweater right now it is like the softest cardigan that i own and i've decided that it's time for that i'm i'm over it's like 80 degrees outside no it's not okay fine it's like 70 but it was really hot yesterday okay and it's been really hot yesterday not today today i plan to wear jeans that's a good point anyway i'm i just love being in the mentality of it's cold and so i'm going to put something warm on that is my favorite thing but also um foliage and taking photos as i've gotten more into photography that's very nice um cider donuts are delicious if you have never had a cider donut you must have one it is a donut with apple cider in the batter and it's a cakey and they put cinnamon sugar on it um oh it's, it's so just happiness in a bite good. it's so good um also pumpkin. hot apple cider Delicious. hits different very hits nice different. pumpkin bread get you some apple cider and cider donuts yes also uh pumpkin bread um yes sidebar trader joe's 
box mix pumpkin bread, very good. If you are not, okay, I ha actually have two pumpkin bread recipes that I'd like to plug. The first one is the Trader Joe's box mix, if you're just like feeling lazy. The other one is this one from Molly Boz, who writes for Bon Appetit, and it's like a, it's like a pumpkin bread with like a maple butter. It's so good. Um, so I will share those recipes. They're amazing. Um, and the proximity to Thanksgiving is my last favorite one. I yeah. love, as someone who loves to cook, I love Thanksgiving. And I love to eat, obviously. So. Oh, my God. Those are my favorite is, things. Would you, say, would you say pumpkin bread is, like, your go-to dish to make in the fall? That is Because you made it last year. I distinctly remember you question. making pumpkin bread for your bake sale for one of your clubs. Yes, I did. Well, because I well came to steal remembered. some. Well remembered. I didn't remember I that. I came to steal some. Yes, you did. Um, hmm. Okay, no, actually, actually, yes, I did make that, but I think my favorite thing that I made last fall and that I, that I would like to continue to make and, like, make it a tradition was from the cookbook, salt, fat, acid, heat. There is an S recipe. We've talked about that before. Yes, we have. Um, there's a recipe for apple pie, and I made that from scratch made the dough from scratch did the apple thing from scratch and it was so good or like an apple even an apple crumble is like you know kind of the side like a tier below but even that's good so those are my favorite i haven't eaten to today i'm really hungry and neither have i but <laughs> my uh, my go-to for the past like i think since seventh grade has been pumpkin chocolate chip cookies Yum. i think i make them every year i don't have a specific recipe i use i just google it every year mm -hmm. but if you've never had them or tried them i'm telling you it'll change your life <laughs> they're so good and then my go-to like i love halloween because mm. i love like the decorations like i don't know i ever have i ever showed you the jack-o-lanterns i made in like high school or middle school no Oh my god, maybe I'll post them on like an Insta story around mm. Halloween if I can find the pictures. But like, oh, I one time made a Dracula jack-o'-lantern that I'm wow. like, I am so proud of this. Like, I am not an artist, but I used a stencil. Okay, I'm not like that talented or anything. I used a stencil, <laughs> but still came out so good. So I love doing that. I love like Halloween movies. Mm. My all-time favorites are, of course, the classic Halloween Town, which again, Disney Plus, get it, has Halloween Town. Yeah. Watch it on Halloween. And then the Scream movies obsessed with the screen movies i watch them mm. with my brother every halloween or whenever we get to see each Cute. other and of course i think fall is the perfect time to watch harry potter it all Good works point. the vibes are immaculate Good point. that's exactly what i did last fall i watched the entire series over like a few weeks Good point. that's all i need in my life um that's it's a, all about the movies that's a great point um i have a in yeah there's certain like tv shows and movies and stuff that are just like you want to watch them right when it's getting cold because it's like cozy and comforting to watch it's them. cozy yeah harry potter is cozy not like the last few but the first few when they're mm. all like, cute and small yeah and don't really know what a wand is yeah. adorable i okay yeah that makes a lot of sense to me um now i'm ready I, for fall yeah i want it to be cold now i'm like upset i'm that sick it's of so... sweating every time i leave my house yeah i just want to wear like big comfy sweats and like i i mean i did spend all of yesterday like wrapped in my blanket i looked like big bird so as i i'm once again restating the fact like i'm i'm in denial that it's warm outside i'm ready for it to be cold um my problem is that i live on the third floor of my house and heat rises and it's uh, always feels like it's 90 degrees up here the, and i for example right now i have to turn my fan off so it doesn't get in the bike uh, so i'm dying oh my god okay my room is cold 
That's the thing. My room is really you. cold. Um, Our first floor is nice and cold. It's the third floor. Not great. Ugh. Don't you hate it when heat rises? When yeah. the laws Damn, of physics is that are- physics? Yes. <laughs> Huge econ girl. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I think that is everything we have for today. I had so much fun. Yeah. There's so much to look forward to. I know. I'm really excited. This makes me excited yeah. for like the next two months. Also, as I said, because I just have been having so much fun with my roommates. Um, we like mm-hmm. had a little Labor Day celebration, so I can only imagine what we're going to do for... You're looking at me with puzzled eyebrows. We made Labor Day punch. Um, sangria. What is that? Sangria. But oh, we call, okay. But we okay. call it Labor Day punch in my house now. And was it red? It, no, it was like a peachy color it was like interesting yeah there was peach in it and then um we had a picnic on the roof so we celebrated labor day i can only imagine how like intense we're gonna go for halloween and i'm so excited so i'm quite excited my roommate was unpacking a box of and it just happened to have like fall decorations like the fake leaves and like tiny pumpkins cute my house is about to become a fall wonderland and then a winter wonderland because she also has a mini christmas tree Oh, we have Let's one of go. those too. We got one it's last so year. They're so cute. I'm. Oh, it's all very. Do you exciting. remember my ghost? Yes, I remember your ghost. For context, listeners, last year I tried to decorate for Halloween, so I got little stickers for the window, um, and I also got this little ghost, and I hung it up on the fan in our living room, and he just sat there for the entire year, watching over us. Highly recommend. CVS has pretty cheap Halloween decorations. You're welcome. <laughs> That's my final thought of the day. Indeed. Well, I think with that, that is everything we have for today. As I said, I had so much fun recording. Um, And as always, submit your questions, follow us on social media, rate us on Apple Podcasts, share share this podcast with a friend, and have a wonderful day. And wear a sweater and eat a donut. Get excited for Halloween. Get Disney Plus if you haven't already. (laughs) So many calls to This is not sponsored. (laughs) All right. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Silent Lotus. Stay in touch with us on Instagram or Twitter at Silent Lotus Pod and submit your questions on our website at silentlotuspod.com. Your question might be featured in a future episode. We'd also love to see you leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and perhaps share this episode with a friend. Thanks and see you next week.